Sup, y'all? Can't wait to talk to you about T. Cruz, Tom Cruise, the one and only. Oh my gosh. I'm out for a walk right now. Coming to you live from a gazebo. Uh, Lawson Gardens is the place in Pullman here, up here by Washington State University. Man, I had a rough, rough night last night. Had a little bit too much fun drinking the uh, Pyramid. Pyramid's a good brewery uh, across the street from where the Mariners play, Safeco Field. Um, but yeah, they got some mighty powerful IPAs over there. And um, yeah, had a few too many of those yesterday while watching the UFC. That was a lot of fun, though. That was, uh, I can't remember the... Oh, Anthony Pettis won the main event. Sorry for the spoiler alert if you're T-voing it there. But um, yeah, he did this crazy, like... Superman punch, they called it, where he bounced off the cage and then just flew in and punched this guy and knocked him out. One punch. And then, of course, you do like the couple more once they're unconscious. They always punch them once they're unconscious. It's, they keep punching. It's crazy. I guess, I mean, I guess you just can't turn it off though if you're doing a. God, I would never. That's like the one sport I would never. I mean, there's a lot of sports I would never do. We'll have to. I'll have to think about all the sports I would never participate in, but I think UFC is the top of that list. I would just, I don't want to get punched in the face, man. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know who, those people are crazy, but man, can't wait to talk to y'all about Tom Cruise, uh, out for a nice morning walk. Um, it's been a while since I've done an episode. Right now it's 8.57 a.m. right here. Got Adam, Brian Early. Um, yeah, gosh, puking last night. Oh my gosh. It's like the worst, like the watery puke. I definitely did not did not eat enough yesterday. <laughs> Sorry to gross you guys out if you're eating right now, but um, yeah, I had three sausage biscuits from McDonald's. And I still got three more sitting back there, sitting back in my apartment right now. Eat today, but you know, I add coleslaw to them. Didn't have any hot sauce. Ran out of sriracha, but. They're still delicious. Um, I consider that my health, my healthy food when I add coleslaw to my sausage biscuit. You got your, it's like the food pyramid right there. You got your uh, breads, your meat, and your veggies. And then I just eat like a banana and I got my fruit. And um, there you go. Bada bing. It's weird how I think sweets is actually one of the categories on the food pyramid. Um, I'm sure they've changed it recently, but... I think you're supposed to eat a certain amount of sweets every day. If I'm not, it's crazy. I, I've actually talked about that in the podcast before, though. So, man, I'm just distracted here because there's still snow out here in Lawson Gardens. I had to walk through a little bit of snow to get to this nice little gazebo that I'm holed up in right now. It's a little different than the gazebo that I was at. Uh, was at Rainy Park. I came to you guys like more than a dozen episodes ago from... In the intro from a rainy park from the last time I came to you from a gazebo. That should be like a new segment. That's just a gazebo, the gazebo update, the, um, the gazebo gazelle, the gazebo gazette. Be a fun name for a, for a newspaper, but, um, or maybe like a magazine, like kind of like a outdoor magazine. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. The gazebo gazette. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. Oh my gosh. I think I'm, this is the most hungover I've been. I was dread. Oh, I could not sleep all morning since like 3 a.m. Basically 
barely slept. Just, I was sweating at one point. I was just, I just sat up right before I puked. I think that's how you know you're going to puke, actually. You start sweating. That might be a sign. Like how dogs know when earthquakes are coming. Humans know they're going to puke because they start sweating. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, my gosh. That's the first time I've puked in a while, too. Not normally much of a puker, but, God, I just had a little bit too much fun yesterday. You know, watching that UFC. I think UFC is like a big drinking sport, too. Like, it's one of the sports that's like, encourages the audience to drink almost because you're just watching just brutal, just warrior violence. So, like, you got to get, like, on their level, basically. It doesn't even make sense if you're not buzzed, at least. Like, I cannot, I don't know, I just, I don't know if I even want to watch UFC sober. It's just too, it's too scary. <laughs> I can't believe people do, like, people want to do that. Like, and I don't know, I'll have to check how much these guys make, but... Except for the f- top handful of guys, I don't of guys and gals, I don't think that they're making guys and gals. I don't think they're making that much money. Honestly, I think maybe like one or two UFC people make over like a million bucks. I, I don't know. I'm just completely guessing right now, but I bet they have sponsorships. Actually, I don't know when. Don't <laughs> don't base any statistics off my off my uh, made up stuff right here. I bet. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, I think UFC guys make, UFC people make less than NFL for sure. And NFL is known for not making much. NBA, of course. Uh, MLB makes the most, of course. Mike Trout just signed that ridiculous, redonkulous contract. Biggest contract in the history of sports. Um, but he, he deserves it. He's only 27, I think. So he's he's right in his prime right now, so. Anywho, that's a little, um, I mean, I'm getting heated up for the baseball season. It's about to start this week. Baseball season, Mariners play in Japan. Um, I'll have to check which day, but I think it's like Wednesday or Thursday or something. So, I mean, it'll be at like midnight, but man, I'm excited. Baseball season, March Madness going right now. Oh, I just, I lost a Final Four team already in the uh, second round, Villanova. I had Villanova in the Final Four. They out. Can't remember who they lost to, but they gone. So um, I got a. Uh, I've talked about this before, but I got Gonzaga over. Who do I have them over? Kansas. Yeah, Gonzaga over Kansas. I'm pretty sure Kansas won yesterday, so I think I'm good there. But there we go. March Madness, baby. One of my favorite times of the year. Love March Madness. It's not just because of the gambling. I mean, I only threw down ten dollars this year. I filled out. One on ESPN, and then one on uh, Yahoo. Yahoo. And I filled out, uh, yeah, they were like pretty much the same bracket, same Final Four. Michigan State, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Villanova, who's out. But, um, yeah, the one on Yahoo, I got $10 on that one. But we got like over 20 people in the group. So I think there's, and it's winner takes all. Second place gets their $10 back. So the winner takes home like over two hundred dollars. So that's gonna be sweet. Maybe I'll come on, come on, uh, Zags and Jayhawks, Rock Chuck, Rock Chuck Jayhawk, baby. That's one. Of the, I wonder where that. That's interesting. I wonder where the origin of that is. We'll have to look that up too because I'm curious about that. Like, I wonder if it comes from a professor 
I bet it's one of the college professors who loved, who was known for having like a huge supply of chalk. He'd always just like bang out his erasers in class. Everyone would just cough. All the students with asthma would freak out. They would just report him to the dean and stuff. <laughs> Whenever I picture a dean, I just picture uh, Jeremy Piven from old school. Just like that super dorky kid. That's, he's like trying to be cool. I mean, he wasn't a kid. He was like 40-year-old man. But that Jeremy Piven in old school. Old school is a, oh my gosh. Episode one of A Star is Born. We kicked off with Will Ferrell. But uh, Old School's a very underrated Will Ferrell movie. I think I had it ranked as my fourth favorite behind uh, Talladega Nights was number one, and then Anchorman and Step Brothers. Actually, I had Step Brothers. I think I had Step Brothers number two behind Talladega Nights. But oh my gosh, <laughs> it's Sunday. It's it's a it's a day of the day of rest. Um, nobody is out. Nobody is out in Pullman. Saturday and Sunday morning like yesterday I went on a walk at like oh I had a nice walk yesterday because today is cloudy and like a bit drizzly and rainy almost I mean it's not raining right now but it looked like it might it looked like it might start misting out here but um all the snow is melting so it's just soggy out here but yesterday beautiful actually the past like week has been absolutely gorgeous weather I mean the skies have been icy blue. It's been no clouds. It's been awesome. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, some rain. I haven't washed my car for a while, so my car's pretty dusty right now. So I guess I don't really mind a little little rain. I'll wash that off. Um, don't have to pay like $7 to go through one of those like car washes. There's one at Chevron right next to my apartment that... Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's always like a line of like five or six people. Always. Just any time of day. I don't get how that's... Like, why are so many people washing their car in March? I thought that was more of a summer thing. <laughs> is this, it's a seasonal thing. You don't normally wash your car in March, like right early spring. Ah, oh, I can hear a... <laughs> I guess you can wash your car wherever you want. People definitely used to wash their cars more in their driveway like I think that's like a a real statistic I think that's like a legit but um I used to always wash my car at home then I'll go lately past few years whenever I was back home in Bothell which <laughs> it's weird because I'm not gonna be not gonna be living there that much longer I mean my parents won't because they're leaving so it's gonna be crazy not having oh my gosh I'm gonna have to talk about that not having being able to go back to my old house that I grew up at for the first time ever. <laughs> the only place I ever knew was home <laughs> other than college. But, um, yeah, that's gonna be crazy. What was I? I don't know. What was I just, oh, I was just talking about car washes. Yes. Yes. I used to always wash it at home in the driveway, but then I think that gets frowned upon. Sometimes people think you're like, I mean, you probably do use way more water. That's for sure. But last few years I'll go to, place called what's called splash and dash i think it's called the splash and dash splash and dash um go there with my mom and yeah you get some tokens spend like it's like five bucks or something for like five minutes it's one of those that you pull in and then you have a giant scrubber you scrub scrub up your car well first you spray it obviously then you scrub up your car get get all that soap on it and then uh spray it off 
I'm sure there's like a couple different kinds of soap that people use, but I'm not too knowledgeable about all that. Like I never know what what kind of gas to put in. I usually just go for what is it like 87? I think 87 is the. But then whenever I go to Costco, whenever I use one of my parents' Costco cards, because I don't have one, because there's no Costco near Pullman. Um, the closest one's in like Lewiston, I believe, or Clarkston, which is like 40 miles south. But uh, I think Costco actually has higher quality gas. That's what I've heard. And they always have cheaper prices because, was it like 60 bucks, 70 bucks to be a, a year to be a member there? Just really, that's not that much, but I think, I don't know, I think Costco is really only worth it if you're like, you're driving a bunch or if you got like a family or something, because then you're buying food in bulk. But I suppose I could buy food in bulk. Well, my people can buy food. You don't have to <laughs> have a family to buy food in bulk. I mean, if you want to save money, it makes sense. So I don't know, it's just kind of weird to have to pay to be like a member. <laughs> it's like a if Elks, like an Elks Lodge, one of those like Lions Clubs, a Moose Lodge, like if they had like a big grocery store in the, in the club, like that'd be, that's like the equivalent. Costco should have, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Oh, I, I love it. Costco should have like a lounge. I mean, since you have to pay to be a member, how come they don't have like a, like an airport lounge, like a waiting, like a, one of those, um, what are they call them? Like Alaska Airlines, like gold member lounges. I think my dad uses that because he flies a lot for work. So he, he collects a lot of miles. He's one of those mile collectors. But um, yes, Costco should have a lounge. They could have like a basketball hoop in there. Oh my gosh, this is a great idea. I love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy I'm so happy I'm recording this. <laughs> this is great. A Costco lounge, what else would you have? You'd have big TVs, couches. Like you could go there and watch like big events like like March Madness. Like maybe the first two days of March Madness, Costco would have like a huge they turn it into like a Dave and Busters almost. Like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, oh that's awesome. I love that. That's a great that's a business idea. How come Costco they don't do like restaurant and lounges as well? <laughs> like like just attach them to the warehouse. Like their warehouses are huge. Like, just block off a little bit of the warehouse. You have a little restaurant. I mean, they do have the uh, food area, food court, obviously. But I'm talking more of like a like a, a restaurant with waiters and waitresses. Like, server. What do they call them now? Uh, servers or whatever. But, um, yes. Costco should have restaurants. They should have lounges. You could have, like, an arcade in there. You could have, like, ping pong and foosball. All that good stuff. Have a bunch of pin... A bunch of, uh pinball wizards running around there um <laughs> just like stirring up just in the corner just stirring a pot of of ghoul gruel not ghoul ghoul is a that's like a ghost spirit gruel i think gruel is like a porridge but <laughs> what am i talking about now pinball wizard i always thought that was funny i think did the who invent that like I know the Who has that one song, like Pinball Wizard, but um, I'm not sure if they invented the whole... Hmm, another thing to look up. Lots of things to research based off this intro. Um, wow, I've had fun. I've had fun talking to you guys this morning. Um, I hear a 
dogs howling in the distance. Might be coyotes. Are they coyotes? I'm sure there's some coyotes on the Palouse, just maybe like a couple miles from where I am right now. Not even probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I bet there's lots of wild animals on the Palouse. They're loud right now, though. They're howling. Oh, I'm just so happy that last night was so rough. You guys ever have like one of those nights that just seems like last forever? It's just, oh my gosh, I was, I did not treat myself well yesterday. I think that's a lesson I learned. I took home from yesterday, even though I was at home. I was, I was still at home, but I took, I still took it home. You got to treat yourself well. You got like Retta, Retta says uh, from Parks and Rec, treat yourself um treat yourself well too i think i think that's a good lesson oh my gosh because that was not good i definitely did not eat enough yesterday hardly drank any water um yeah just all the wrong things you know when you just do i don't know some days you just gotta i don't know sometimes you have you have to stop and think before you make decisions i think sometimes i think always (laughs) oh man i wonder if pinball wizard I like to picture that guy in the corner who's stirring the giant pot of gruel. He's, he's got his earbuds in. He's listening to The Who. That's, of course, he's listening to The Who. I think they have that song. Yeah. Pinball Wizard. If there's a pinball wizard, there's got to be like a foosball foosball warrior. <laughs> what was it? would be a foosball sensei? Uh, Fruit Ninja sensei. That's, oh my gosh. That's one thing. Kind of random here. I mean, this whole thing, it's all random, but as you guys can tell, but Dave and Busters, I've always had like, I've, had, I've always had a crush on Dave and Busters, you know, <laughs> yeah, you guys ever, you have like a, a crush on a business, like, <laughs> is that a thing? Um, like, I've never been there. I've never, it's kind of one of those places I'm, I'm holding out on, I guess. I've been to Buffalo Wild Wings a couple times. I think it's kind of similar, but. From what I understand from the commercials, what I can collect is Dave and Buster's is like, what is it? It's like an adult Chuck E. Cheese, basically. Like, I wonder, can you, do they have like um, tickets and like tokens that you can spend? Oh, you, you can buy like adult things with them. <laughs> buy like sex toys and stuff. <laughs> what else What else would you buy at the adult, at uh, Dave and Buster's? You could buy, uh, I don't know. R-rate, X-rated movies, NC-17, um, <clears throat> just all sorts of, <clears throat> excuse me, losing my voice here, because I haven't talked to y'all for so long, I just imagine all sorts of, like, disgusting, filthy stuff in the, in the Dave & Buster's token store, I wonder if that is a thing, but, um, oh my gosh, I love, I love watching the people play the giant Fruit Ninja, or not, yeah, Fruit Ninja, yeah, um, yeah, in the commercial. Oh my gosh, they make it look so much fun. I wanna, I wanna play that game. Cause I was a big, I was a proponent, a big proponent of Fruit Ninja. <laughs> what was I? Blue belt at least. I don't know the rankings of the belts, but I was an orange belt. <laughs> Get it? Orange like the fruit. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Off the cuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, fruit giant fruit ninja though. Uh, I listened to a bunch of. I don't know. I just wanted to shout that out there. Trying for Ninja. I listened to a bunch of Joe Rogan yesterday. I was just hanging out. 
gosh, I, it was oh another mistake I made with my drinking yesterday was I started too early, and I started too early and too fast. You ever you ever get like too excited to day drink? Like oh my gosh, I I almost don't even want to tell you guys what time. <laughs> I mean I I figured I was like treating myself like I said because I hadn't drank for a couple weeks. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make this, make a day of it. You know, I'm going to have fun with this, making, making an event. So yeah, I started drinking before noon, you know, but I mean, to be fair, I was, I'd done a lot that morning. I had a busy morning. Uh, I went out for a, a nice, like 45 minute walk at like seven, went and played basketball at the gym yesterday morning. And I went to McDonald's, McDonald's and uh Walmart as well. So, um, Man, I wonder if it has to do with the weather. I think sometimes I'm just like motivated by the weather. Like if it's a really beautiful, sunny, like just icy blue. I, I know I always say icy blue, but these skies are icy blue, then I'm getting stuff done. You know, I'm out there just wheeling, dealing. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so excited to drink yesterday because it was such a beautiful day too. Like if the weather was like today, I don't think I'd be as pumped. I was like standing outside. I was taking in the sun, taking in out on our uh, porch or uh, balcony on the second floor of the coffee house apartments. Um, oh my goodness. I've been jibber jabbing, talking for a while now. Um, I think I'm gonna, I think it's time to talk about some Tom Cruise, baby. Let's get into it. <laughs> Cabs are here. Cabs here. I'm gonna go. Go for a little walk now. <laughs> Go uh, walk home, if you will. Um, so I'll uh, talk to you guys about Tom Cruise. Can't wait, baby. Let's do it. I'm going to make this thing. Because like I said, <laughs> it's still me talking. Remember I, to- remember I told you guys about me liking... Um, maybe it's kind of OCD or something. I just have an affection for these round numbers. So I was like... I looked at it. And I saw that it was almost 22 minutes. And now it's way over 22 minutes. But <laughs> I was like, I got to make this thing... I'm gonna. I'm not gonna let it come up short, but um, that's my thought process. So, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. March Madness today. Talk to y'all about Tom Cruise. Um. Oh my goodness. I'm out here by a. Now I'm just gonna keep talking. There's like an infinity pool. Is this what an infinity pool is? It maybe. It kind of looks like a mini version of the, the mall on um, in Washington D.C. You know, like leading up to was it Washington Monument? Yeah, yeah. But there's that giant, the giant pond. I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a mini version of that right here in uh, Lawson Gardens. Um, there's a few bushes around it. Like, I think everything's just. Well, I mean, obviously it's March 24th, so there's not gonna be a bunch of. I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I guess when do when do all these flowers bloom? Not for a couple months, right? Uh, I was just gonna say I don't know how flowers work, but I, I think I could. I need a. I need, I need, I'm smarter than that, you know. <clears throat> I gotta level up, as as the kids say. <laughs> level. Is that what, uh, that's woke. That's that would be the woke thing to do. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna learn anything if you if you always say that you're you're not smart. That's that's why I don't. That's one of my pet peeves. I think. I don't I don't think it. I know it. Um because I know what my pet peeves are. Um one of them is when people put themselves down. I hate that. 
I don't like it. Actually, that's another one. I don't like it when people say hate either. And I just said it. I just broke my, violated my pet peeve. Um, I mean, I'm sure people do that all the time. Because what you notice, what's that old saying? You notice uh, the things in yourself. You know some in other people. So I guess your pet peeves are really just reflections of personal habits and things about yourself that you don't like. Wow, I just got all Dr. Phil on you guys. Because <laughs> if you're in the barn, you can't paint the barn at the same time. You can't paint a barn while you're letting the chicken lay the eggs. <laughs> you can't lay eggs at the same time you're painting a barn. Dr. Phil. I wonder, oh my gosh. I listened to him on, uh, I listened to D, D Phil, D, DP, Dr. Phil, on uh, Phil McGraw on Joe Rogan a couple weeks ago. I know I, I just talked about Joe Rogan a few minutes ago. I guess this is kind of the Joe Rogan intro, I suppose. But I mean, I just listened to him for like, man, I had a big, big uh, Joe Rogan podcast listening day yesterday because I haven't been recording these. So, um, so much more time, you know, I, I'm like, and I haven't been, I've been taking, I don't know. I've actually been writing like some stand-up jokes. That's what I've been doing lately. Instead of doing this podcast, that's what I'm going to spend my time on. Fill up a couple pages, just preparing myself. Just, oh my gosh, I can't wait to just, I just want to do it. I, there's not many open mics or, it sounds like I'm making excuses now, but there's not many opportunities in Pullman, that's for sure. But that's why I'm super excited to move to Los Angeles in a couple months. Um, so many opportunities. That's the main, that's the buzzword there. But what was I? I was just saying, I was listening to Dr. Phil. And I wonder, I have a question about Dr. Phil. I wonder if he, if you're listening, Dr. Phil, hit me up. Hit me on Twitter. Hit me on Twitter. But I wonder if he comes up with those, um, what are they, metaphors or idioms or similes? I think they're similes because he says it's like. And when you when you use uh, the word like, I think that makes it similar from what I remember. But I wonder if he comes up with those on the fly or if he, uh, if he has like a database or maybe he has like a big notebook, a big journal, just full of them, just packed full to the brim of like, you can't milk a cow and throw almonds at it and turn it into almond milk. That's a good one. I like that. You can, you can use that if you want, Dr. Phil. You can't throw almonds at a cow and turn it into almond milk. Man, I, that's like powerful. That's, it's current too. I like how it's like up with the times, progressive. Ah, oh, man. I wish it was, I hope it, the sun comes out today. That's what I'm hoping. Looking, you can't even see a thing. It was foggy this morning, but it's cleared up a little bit. Still completely cloud covered. If you guys, if you like getting the weather report on your podcast that you listen to, that's what I always thought about. Like I, it is something consciously I do is tell you guys the time and the weather and like where I'm recording and what I'm looking at, what's going on. Because that's what I like when I listen, when I listen to podcasts, I just try to do things that I guess I just kind of try to replicate things that I like that like I pick up on and then just put my own like personal flair, if you will, personal style on it. I just, I was just thinking about Jennifer Aniston and uh, Office Space when I said flair because she has all the, she works at like the TGI Fridays 
and has the shirt covered with flair, <laughs> a bunch of pins. Uh, we like we like pins. We like t-shirt pins on this show. Um, yeah, but what was I just saying? Oh yes, I was saying. I tell you guys like the weather and the time. I'm like, I like going for walks and recording and stuff, just to make it more, more real, more um like not real necessarily, but more uh, relatable. That's the word I was looking for. And it, it like it connects. I think it connects you like as a listener, or at least in my experience as a listener of podcasts, experienced listener. Um, <laughs> if you could get some sort of like. I wonder if I've had my. I wonder if I've done ten thousand hours. That's like crazy thing to think about. My Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours of uh, listening to podcasts. I wonder though if you divide it up. If you just divide it up, how many years do people? I think they usually say it takes like ten years to get ten thousand hours. Man, I'm so uh, scatterbrained right now. It's just all over the place. I didn't even drink that much coffee this morning. Um. Yeah, because that would be 10,000 hours. That would be 1,000 hours a year, which would be like less than three hours a day. Okay, that's doable. That makes sense. Um, That is still a ton of time, though. Three hours a day? Doing anything other than like that you're not getting paid? Any sort of like hobby? Three hours a day? That's like a ton of time to dedicate. (laughs) That is. I mean, I'm just... I always like respect. I have a new level of like respect for people. You could dedicate that much time and energy to something like on on spec, like doing stuff on spec. That just means like on speculation, writing stuff on speculation, not getting paid to do it. But I mean, I guess that's what I did. That's what I did, though, I guess. <laughs> so uh, It just sounds like I'm bragging now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a, I got a lot of respect for people who do work, do stuff uh, that they love just like they don't get paid to do it they just do it for the love of the game that's where that's where that phrase comes from i suppose but um man it's been over a half hour now holy toledo uh, let's see i want to circle back do a little u-turn right now in my uh bird scooter <laughs> that's why i picture i always picture a different man this is interesting i think this is interesting at least like all right different podcasts have different styles so like if you're listening to the I would say like two similar style podcasts are uh, Burt Kreischer's and Pete <clears throat> Pete Holmes's, two of my favorites. I've talked about them a lot because they're very um, they don't edit them at all. They're long. They're usually like two and a half hours, three hours. Um, yeah, completely unedited, uh, long intros. Especially Burt. Burt does like half hour intros sometimes. Uh, Pete will do like five minute intros, but and they're both. Um, just like very like free flowing conversations, I would say like kind of kind of interview style, but more like conversation style. Um, but then there's the different types of shows. There's like Adam Carolla show, which is very it's like a radio show because as he does ads, he does live reads. Uh, you have to fast forward on your on that little fifteen second button a bunch and do the double time. I always listen to the, like the advertisements or like intros and double time. Um, but yeah, there's just different styles of podcast. <clears throat> and I, I like to picture, I just saw this. I don't know if I ever have actually done it, but I think it's a good idea. Picture each, if you're ever like listening, if you're listening to a podcast, which I guess you are doing that literally right now, um, picture like a vehicle, like what vehicle are you in? 
uh, like I would say Bert, I would say it's kind of like a roller coaster, which is that's like very applicable. That's a that's a nice big word right there, applicable to um to his career because he worked for the Travel Channel and he did uh he did shows where he r- rode roller coasters and did cra- crazy uh, daredevil stunts and all that kind of stuff. But his uh I don't know his podcast is kind of like that too. Like it's, it has its ups and downs. Like some of them are just I I would say I like all of them obviously because I'm a huge fan. I'm kind of like a completist fan too. Like I'm one of those people who will like listen to every single episode he's ever he's done and he's done like 350 so and they go back to like 2011 um but yes i was just saying i picture like sitting in a roller coaster cart i don't know it's just kind of i think it's interesting to have a especially when you only listen to the podcast you have to have some sort of like visual um aspect to it because i'm i'm not much of a multitasker so i don't read i obviously don't I don't understand people who can read while listening to music. I was never one of those people. Unless it's uh, classical music. I could I could rock some uh, Beethoven while while reading, but it seems like you'd be reading like Shakespeare if you're listening to Beethoven though. I wouldn't be reading like I don't know, what would I listen David Sedaris, I could listen to maybe it's like some nice yeah, Beethoven. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Just nothing with words though. That's the point. That's my point. This is so distracting to me. Like, I can't listen to words coming in, coming into my brain while trying to read words and then like decipher them. Like, oh my gosh. I think, like, no, no disrespect to people who do that. I'm like, I'm very impressed, but I think it takes you a little bit away from each one. Like, you don't, you don't collect as much information from reading and you don't uh, gather as much from the, from the listening. I mean, it's just like scientific, I think. Like, Nobody's that, nobody's that smart or that, nobody's brain works at that high level. But maybe like Elon Musk or something could listen to BC Boys while, while reading Beethoven. Or not reading Beethoven, he just reads Beethoven's music. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's the kind of level he's on. He's, he's reading sheet music while listening to BC Boys. I don't know why... <laughs> I don't know why it has to be BC Boys, but that's just the most like distracting. Uh, I I don't know. No offense, BC Boys, but not a big fan personally. <laughs> not, maybe it's an era thing. Maybe it's a, or maybe it's a geographical thing. I think the BC Boys are huge on the East Coast. I'm pretty sure. Of course, they're from what New York City, right? Uh, no sleep. What? No sleep. No sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah. That's like the only that's the only thing the BC boys have ever done that I actually I actually enjoy that. I do like that. The just that classic no sleep till Brooklyn. It's like a very good catchy chorus. It's good in uh I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets rock it all the time. I could picture that in like a intros, in the player intros or something. That'd be nice, but Oh my goodness, I'm all over the place. This has been a very inform informal? Informal. Yeah, I guess it has been informal. Informal and an informational intro. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I'm looking over. This kind of gives you an idea of where I am right now. Still standing under the gazebo, holding it down. It's actually a different... 
That's what I was going to mention earlier. It's a different style of gazebo than the one at uh, Rainy Park. The one in that other intro from a few episodes back was a gazebo above ground. It was an elevated gazebo, which is actually nicer. This one, this one you just walk over. I mean, it's still nice. There's like, I think there's Christmas lights all over it, actually. They're just, everything here in Lawson Gardens is actually all like the rails and stuff covered in uh, Christmas lights. It's weird. It's like they forgot to take them down or something. I don't know what happened. But um, yeah, this gazebo, this gazebo. That sounds like a Seinfeld like punchline. This gazebo. Um, you just walk right over into it. I'm looking right now. I'm like 30. It's kind of hard to. I guess we should judge by football fields. That's what. That's what. Like like I was saying, judge everything by football fields. So um, I guess I'm maybe 20 yards. I was like 20 yards. Uh, one fifth of a football field right now from uh, that little infinity pond. That I was telling you guys about the Washington Monument. Uh, what do they call it? The mall. It has a special name for it, but so I'm looking right at that, and yeah, you just walk right over, trudge through this snow. I don't understand how the snow hasn't melted though. That 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 doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm like mad about, it. but it's been it's been above 50 degrees for many days, not many days, but at least a week now. It's been pretty warm and there's just still snow out here i wonder if it's just all so i'm sure there's some sort of scientific explanation how it's very dense or like compact or something it's got to be because it's it's not melting uh, but yes i was telling you guys i'm looking right now to my right i can see stevenson uh the dorm towers there's those three giant dorm towers i've told you all about that are right across the street from uh, my apartment, basically. And they're basically at the entrance, the uh, southern entrance of Washington State University, where the giant, there's the two giant signs across the street from each other that uh, say Wazoo, or uh, Washington State University. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the Stevenson dorm right now. So that actually gives me an idea of where, where my apartment is, because it's basically right below that. So I'm actually not that far from my... I just walked up the hill, you know, walked up the hill, um, probably half mile from my apartment, I guess, but it's kind of cool how you can see, you can see the towers, the Stevenson Towers from almost anywhere in Pullman. It's like our, it's like our version of downtown. It's just tall dorms. I mean, the tallest, the tallest building in Pullman is, a. Uh, it's one of the academic, it's like one of the classrooms or something. I'm not a classroom, but classroom building. I think it's the science building, if I'm not mistaken. Haven't spent much time in there, but actually I do remember one of the interviews from, a, yeah, check out the interviews on the Starsborn feed on this podcast feed. Uh, I did like, how many of those are there? Maybe more than a dozen, I think. Uh, those are from my time with the Daily Evergreen when I was a reporter running around a young man I was like an up-and-coming young like beat like a beat writer almost actually not a beat writer because don't beat writers cover like one specific subject or team or something I was just like a, a a reporter I was going around just interviewing people 
sometimes just off the cuff, like unprepared, just, man, I was like a, what Tom Hanks in the, in the post. I've never seen the post, but it's the only news, it's the first newspaper movie that came to mind. What's another big, oh, that one with Brian Cranston where he, where he writes from the, the bathtub. Oh, what's that? He plays a famous, right. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about, though. Brian Cranston plays a famous writer. And the movie is, I think the movie's the guy's last name. Um, Man, what is that? I can't remember. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Wow, it's getting, it's breezy out here. Or if you can hear the wind. Hopefully not too loud for y'all. Um, I've had, this has been fun. I'm just kind of just walking in circles around in this gazebo right now. Just pacing about. Um, let's, let's talk about Tom Cruise. I, I feel like I've, I've squeezed, I feel like I squeezed everything out of this intro that <laughs> it's like a, oh, I was just gonna say it's like a, a wet shirt and I'm just wringing it out right now. That's how I picture the intro. <laughs> I'm just wringing it out. Just every last drip of it. But <laughs> yes, I want to circle back around like we do on uh, circle back around and say, um, Hmm. I was talking about the podcast vehicles, talking about Burt Kreischer's. You guys saw I'd forget about that. Uh, talking about Burt Kreischer, um, his podcast being a roller coaster. I think Pete Holmes would be, oh, Pete Holmes, the first thing that came to mind was one of those, like a pedal boat, like one of those tiny boats. Sometimes they have like a swan on them or something. I think actually they actually are swans usually. And you pedal, you know, you pedal to make a move. <laughs> That's what I would say. That's like Pete Holmes' podcast. Because you have to, for his, you have to like invest in it a little bit. Like like emotionally invest in it. <laughs> like actually think about what he's saying. And um, actually, well, I mean, that should be any podcast, obviously. You, they should be saying things. They're making the audience think. But um, I don't know. I think I think everyone does that in their own way, though. Because not everything has to be like super serious or I think it's good for everything to make people think, but in its own unique way. I, it's like you have to figure it out on your, it's one of those things you have to figure out on your own, you know? Um, but yeah, Pete Holmes' podcast definitely makes you really think, especially when, especially when we talk about like the afterlife. He has some good, because um, he, he loves one of his segments, one of his regular segments is they talk about like God and like do you believe in God and like what do you think happens after we die and like all that stuff and that's when that's when some of the best conversations have come but I I compare it to a pedal boat because yeah you have to like kind of work you have to work your feet do like a little bit of it's not it's not a lot of hard work I mean you can be you could be doing a crossword puzzle at the same time but you have to work a little bit to stay up with it it just reminds me of, oh man, I watched Pulp Fiction with my roommate the other day. That, oh, talk about getting me pumped up to move to Los Angeles. Holy cow. Pulp Fiction. That's like a, it's like a commercial for Los Angeles. I mean, like all, it's just, I mean, there's some like crazy stuff that goes down in it. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, obviously. Everyone, I, I'd be shocked if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, definitely. That's a classic. That's one of the best movies. That's one of the best pieces of film of all time. Uh, definitely Quentin Tarantino's best movie, in my opinion. 
but there's just tons of tons of like beautiful shots uh camera shots and um views of of los angeles los angeles how you guys doing you're doing good <laughs> that's my, that's my los angeles accent <laughs> uh no that's mark Wahlberg in los angeles hey i'm in los angeles it's beautiful beautiful southern california baby sunny Ah oh, man but yeah that just it got me excited just watching that and then quentin tarantino's in the movie too i love it he plays jimmy he plays uh the character whose house they go to near the end when the what harvey Keitel, the wolf the wolf shows up and helps him clean clean everything uh but i love him i love how quentin tarantino put himself in his own movie that's just such a such a boss move i think to not only did he make what was that his first movie i think it was his first movie i'm pretty sure yes i'm pretty positive no no reservoir dogs reservoir dogs was his first one that was a great one wow that was a good off the cuff right there uh reservoir dogs is a great movie too it's a little, it's like a lo-fi it's like a low-key pulp fiction like it's like if one of the stories in Pulp Fiction, if they just focus on one story, because you know how it's like three different stories woven together. Um, but yes, what was I saying? It's a, I just think it's such a boss move to a boss move. I sound like <laughs> I sound like I have like a huge like I I run one of those. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say like I have a huge collection of Jordans. It's like a boss move. That's that's a boss move. Um, But it's a boss move to put yourself in your own movie. And not only put yourself in your own movie, but to like... I wonder if he knew that it was going to be like as great as it was. You know? I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure he didn't actually. Because you never know what... Like you just make it and hope for the best. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was just hoping just to just to make the movie um yeah like he didn't know that it was going to be remembered as like think about pulp fiction like 20 years from now it's going to be a because then it will be it's been 25 years because that what that was 1994 so it's been 25 years since pulp fiction came out so 25 years from now it will have been 50 years it'll be like a it'll be like a piece of history like history like <laughs> film history um, God, that's why I love movies, though. It's because, but wait, that movie's, what, it's not, is that supposed to be set? Maybe it is supposed to be set in 1994. For some reason, I just thought it was, maybe it was set in the 80s or something. But maybe that's just how long ago 1994 is. I mean, what, I was one year old, so, <laughs> you know, just kicking it around in the crib. Probably, I'm balling out. I wonder, if, I wonder if I had one of those little, where oh I don't know what they call them, but like all the balls, all, all the balls go like in orbit. It's kind of like a constellation of like little sports balls. Wow, that was a really good. I'm impressed by my description right there. A constellation of sports balls, but <laughs> that sounds like a like a book, like a movie right there. Constellation of sports balls, or maybe that's that's like a. A Saturday Night Live uh, sketch. Yeah. <laughs> Some like non, uh, it's like the hipsters, the non-sports fans. It's a constellation of, sp- <laughs> that's what they think, that's what they think football is. It's just, it's, 
I don't know what it is. It's just a constellation of sports balls. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys know those little, those little machines. They have the, the little sports balls that twirl around and rotate and counterclockwise or clockwise or whatever. Probably clockwise here and counterclockwise in Australia. Boom! <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Gosh, <laughs> that's the coolest thing about. All right, that's enough Pulp Fiction talk. <laughs> that's the coolest thing about um, being Australian. Gosh, like we don't have, I guess we do have a USA, USA, but they get to go Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. That's like a awesome, I don't know. Why do I love that so much? It just, it's fun. It's fun to do. I'm not even Australian, but I think it's fun. Oh, I don't even know if I want to go to Australia. I mean, I do, of course, but. I want to go there. It's like one of those things where how people talk about going to like Cancun, Mexico or something. And they just say they go there and just stay in the resort. Just don't go anywhere. I would probably do that for Australia. Just go there and not leave the, not leave the resort because I don't know. Have you guys heard about how many things that can kill you in Australia? There's a uh, thousands. It's like that show. It's like that TV show, uh, Thousand Ways to Die. Where was it? Like Thousand Craziest Ways People Have Died. The Seth MacFarlane movie, of course. Thousand Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> I just think of all the thousand things. Um, ma'am. Ma'am. What? Holy cow, I just lost my train of thought. What was I just saying? I was saying, oh, Australia, thousands of things make you die. Yep. God, like there's giant sharks. Like I would never go swimming in the ocean in Australia. I think, I don't know, like, the stats, but isn't it the place where there's the most shark attacks? I think there's the most shark attacks in the world. I Don't don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it's up there. I think they're known for having a ton of shark attacks. They got those spiders. <laughs> they got, like, a bunch of different spiders. Uh, snakes. Oh, my God. Kangaroos. Do, do kangaroos attack people? That's an interesting... Because isn't there like a video of a kangaroo like jumping over a school bus or something? I think there is. I think that is like some sort of like Australian legend. <laughs> but um, that's like a the evil Knievel of kangaroos. <laughs> Jumps over school buses. Oh, there we go. Now we're heating up. I'm definitely going to definitely gonna record today. Talk to you guys about Tom Cruise. I'm, I'm having fun doing this intro right now. Holy cow. Oh man, I'm still, still hang, holding it down in the gazebo. Alright, so Australia, crazy, want to go there. Actually, I do want to go there for sure. It takes like a whole day to fly there. That's another crazy part. Um, it's a totally different day there. Is it, isn't it like tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow, right? <laughs> That's such a weird statement. It's tomorrow right now in Australia. But um, I guess it's today for them. And they probably they probably were just saying it's yesterday right now in the United States, but that sounds like a that sounds like a political statement or something. It's yesterday right now. <laughs> it's yesterday right now in the United States. That's like a opening to a news <laughs> a news anchor's first line. Um, wow, I feel like we're covering all the bases right now. Let's see what other. Okay, so Adam Carolla show. So I said Pete Holmes would be the pedal boat. Uh, Burt Kreischer would be the roller coaster. I'd say Adam Carolla show. It's kind of like a, oh, 
it's like um a, a oh like a monorail i was gonna say a subway but it's like nicer <laughs> i don't know i've ridden the subways and subways are nice i suppose but they're not known for having like a subway station is not known for being like a nice place what do you call it? i don't even know what you call them a subway has a special name i think but um i consider a monorail like an upscale version of a subway I don't know if it's comparable. I have no idea. I don't know if I've ever even ridden on a monorail, but I did ride the subway when I went to New York City in the old uh, 2008 baseball trip with my dad and cousin Matt and Uncle Steve that I told you guys about. But um, yeah, so we rode the subway there in Queens. We stayed in Queens. I remember we rode it to Yankee Stadium. That was pretty cool. Um, so packed. Oh my gosh, there's so many people were packed on there. <clears throat> so many Yankees fans. And uh, who were they playing? Oh, they're playing the Twins. I think they were playing the Minnesota. Joe Maurer, Minnesota. Um, Fargo, the favorite team of the TV show Fargo. That's one of those. Oh my gosh. We'll get back to Adam Carolla being a Monroe in a second, but Adam Carolla being a Monroe, his show being a Monroe. But Fargo is one of the examples. I think it might be maybe the only example ever of a TV show being better than the movie. And I know a lot of you people yelling right now at their phones, people angry, like, what are you talking about? Chris, are you crazy? The movie Fargo is a classic, but it is like the, the scene. Oh, my gosh. Like the wood chipper. Oh, that's <laughs> the wood chipper scene. No spoiler alert, but. I'll leave it at that. It's a great movie. I think it's also 1994, if I'm not mistaken. I think Fargo's... I think 1994 was known as, like, a great year for movies. Probably because baseball was on strike. So, I guess all the directors are... Maybe they're big baseball fans. They're like, we got nothing to do. Let's just bust out some movies right now. The seasons... (laughs) There's no baseball to watch right now. Let's just make movies. Uh, but yeah, Fargo, the TV show is, I'm gonna go all Barney Simpson, legend, wait for it, <laughs> Barney Simpson, wait for it, dairy, legend, dairy, oh my gosh, I love, and I've only seen, I'm only talking about season one and two, I think just the first, I think there might be three seasons, maybe, but um, there's definitely at least three, I've only seen the first two. And they're insane. You have, if you, they're on FX, uh, FX Fearless, I believe. <laughs> this is still something that, this has been a question since episode one of A Star is Born. That I do not know what FX's slogan is. Like, you know how TBS is very funny, or uh, USA's Characters Welcome, TNT is We Know Drama. I think that's TNT. Um, I do not know FX. What's Comedy Central? Why isn't Comedy Central's very funny? Like, Comedy Central should just be, like, super funny then. If TBS... Because TBS doesn't only play comedies. Like, that's a lie. Like, there's drama. There's a bunch of dramas on... Actually, I guess there's not a bunch of dramas on TBS. There's... When I think of TBS, I usually just think of uh, reruns of, like, sitcoms from the 90s. Like, Friends, Seinfeld, uh, Fresh Prince, um, all the... All... Everything. Every single King Queens, just everything, everything you think of from the 90s. Like TBS, I would say not very funny. 
it should be like like very 90s <laughs> like if they're gonna be honest um yeah i'm just i'm just angry at tbs right now come on ted turner come on uh they're based in atlanta come on atlanta yeah man atlanta has some cool i definitely that's one of the cities um i would love to go to i'd love to go to atlanta go to the coca-cola museum um go to TBS, <laughs> I don't know, do they have a, I'm sure they have some sort of museum or something for TBS. Oh, I think the Braves, the uh, Atlanta Braves are getting a new baseball stadium, I believe. Even though they just got a new one, like less than 20 years ago, they're getting another new one out in the suburbs. <clears throat> I think it really, I think it's supposed to be real nice. Uh, man, I'm all over the place right now. So many thoughts flying through my mind. I think the Rays... Tampa Bay just got a new stadium, I believe, or they are getting one. The Marlins just got one. I'm a big baseball. I almost like going to baseball stadiums more than I like the sport of baseball itself. I just love – I'm a big, like – I guess I like architecture. I'm kind of an architecture buff. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about it, but, like, I'll look at – I'll Google uh, cool buildings, like um, weird buildings or something, and just look at Google images of that. Google, Google. I mean, I told you guys about how I'll look at, I like looking at like Starbucks around the world, which is architecture. That's just all architecture because like each one kind of represents like the place it's, like the Starbucks in like Mongolia is way different than the one in Paris versus the one in Austin, Texas versus, you get, you get what I'm saying, but it's very cool. I can't, that's like my obsession with, that's just such a Seattle thing. Like, I love looking at Starbucks around the world. Like, I've never heard, never heard anyone say that. But I'm not necessarily, like, loyal to the brand either. Like, I used to buy Starbucks all the time. Like, every day, pretty much. I used to get an iced coffee for $3.18 from Starbucks every single day. See? That's, I know how much it costs. That's how, that's how you know I'm not lying. <laughs> but, um... Gosh, and that adds up. Think about that. That's like 25 bucks a week. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe. And I was just putting, I think that's before I knew like, like I knew how credit cards worked, but I was just not being, I think most people are pretty irresponsible with their credit card when they first get it. Uh, I think, I think most people just spend recklessly, <laughs> but I was just buying Starbucks like a, like a coffee fiend. But now I make the coffee at home. I use my French press, speaking of Paris, and um, I love the French press. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> yes, I was just saying, yeah, I was saying Atlanta is one of the cities I want to go to. Austin. Just mentioned Austin. I really want to go to Austin. Uh, I want to go to, like, South by Southwest there or something. Or they got some other, they got, like, Moon Tower Comedy Festival. I think South by Southwest is movies and comedy. Um, they got some big festivals there. Oh, oh, one of my idols lives there. Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> what? I just realized that, um, the, uh, that character from Family Guy, um, was, does he, is he a redhead? The guy, he kind of sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Not the old guy, but I think I think he's 
I think he's gay. I think he's supposed to be the gay guy. And he's, he kind of sounds like Matthew McConaughey. He's like, hey, y'all, how you guys doing? Like, not the, not the super old guy that creeps on uh, Chris with the walker. Not that dude, but you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not like a big family guy. I'm not like a huge family guy fan, but obviously not. I'm more of a Simpsons guy. But, um, so I don't even know the characters' names. From Family Guy? I know Cleveland. I know Quagmire, Peter, Lois, Brian. Obviously, Stewie, Meg. All the main characters. But, oh, there's the uh, pirate. The peg leg pirate. <laughs> um, there's some... Oh, Joe. Joe, of course. Joe and Bonnie. I'm surprised I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What was I saying? I was saying Austin. I was saying Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey. Dazed and Confused. One of the best movies of all time. Days. I, I just realized that those voices are kind of similar. But uh, let's see what other cities do I want to go to that I haven't been. I'd love to go. Oh, Boston. I was just talking Boston. Boston. Wicked awesome. Boston's a wicked awesome town. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, I, whenever I have to do a Boston accent, I guess I'll just revert back to to Mark Wahlberg, which is really more of a... It's more of an impression of Daniel Van Kirk doing Mark Wahlberg. How you guys doing? You doing good? It's Boston. It's my hometown, guys. It's kind of just like that whisper voice. Um, man, it's been over an hour. Holy cow. I did it. I, did, I, I set out to do... Actually, I didn't even set out to do an intro over an hour, but it kind of just happened. I've kind of... I'm just still... I haven't left the gazebo. I'm just pacing back and forth in the old gazebo. I think it's kind of starting to drizzle out there. So... I might have to walk back and it might be a soggy walk home. But um, let's see. What other? Oh, Boston. I love to go to Boston. Just because Fenway. Really want to go to Fenway. Want to go to Yawkey Way. It's a, it's a, it's a, the freaking Red Sox. There we go. There, there it is. Where, I guess you just have to think of the Red Sox if you're going to do a Boston accent. It's a, the Big Poppy. The Red Sox. It's the Red Sox. <laughs> it's Yank Sox. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still remember that uh five game series between the Yankees and Red Sox from two thousand four. It was like the summer of two thousand four. They played this enormous five game series. And I think the the Yankees swept them, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think because the the first off, it's really weird to play a five game series in baseball. You pretty much never see that happen. I think they were making up like a rain delay game. Um, but yeah, you never see a five-game series, really. But I think it was at, may have been at uh, Boston. It could have been at Fenway Park. I don't know. I can't remember which place it was at, but definitely a five-game series. And the Yankees swept them. They took five. And, that's, and then the Red Sox, they made it. The Sox, the Sox-Yanks, Sox-Yanks. Um <laughs> they made it into the into the World Series. The, the Red Sox. That was the year that they won the World Series and broke the curse. They broke the uh, how long was it? Eighty six years. Yeah, it was an eighty six year curse. Yeah, I kept that was a good. I just remember it specifically being eighty six year curse broken. Curse of curse of uh, Buckner. And uh, not not curse of Buckner, but curse of uh, Bambino. The curse of Bambino. From uh, the Sandlot, remember that? Remember that scene from the Sandlot? One of the greatest sports movies of all time. Oh my God! <laughs> I oh that movie came out just right 
it must have been that that was a 90s movie it was 90s so i definitely didn't see it when it came out because i was too young i was probably like eight years old or around there when i watched it for the first time it's just one of those movies just i still love it today like i could watch the sandlot right now and just it's great it's a great movie it's a classic movie not even a sports movie uh just in general it's a classic it's a classic movie <laughs> if you have not seen the sandlot they talk about the curse of bambino and then there's the beast oh that the giant dog behind the behind the fence and they hit the ball over the fence and it's oh my gosh i can't remember maybe it is is it a babe ruth ball because there's like some famous baseball player the story is like some famous baseball player uh like played with this ball or something or like signed the ball i think he signed the ball and then they were playing with it and they threw it over the fence and yeah that's where the beast was the giant dog um but yeah that's pretty much a little a short a short little synopsis of the sandlot right there a great movie windy peppercorn that's when that's when um man that what's his name squints squints tricks uh windy peppercorn into kissing him that was i would love to see that come out today and like all like all the social justice warriors just freak out about it oh my god people would be because he like oh my gosh there's some bad stuff or i mean it's just i guess it's just a reflection of the times i was gonna say it's some bad stuff from the 80s movies but it's a reflection of the times i suppose um no we knew everybody thought bill cosby was on the up and up well, i mean he was kind of caused the cosby was on the up and up everything was everything was normal but you guys watch a movie like like revenge of the nerds there's like a very there's like a rape scene in that movie i think and animal house i think animal house is man but i mean it's just like what do you it's just a reflection of the time like that's what i guess that's what was that's what society was like i should say in the late 70s i have no idea i wasn't there but i can that's i just i garner information Ooh, that garner um i learn from movies for the most part I mean, this is a movie podcast after all, so we should circle back around to, man, speaking of circle back around, got to remember to keep talking about Adam Carolla's podcast being a monorail. But first I want to say, yeah, I think I learn about different time periods. They may not be like the most accurate representation, um, but I learned about it from movies. Like, I learned about like the 70s from like, like Stripes. Oh, like Stripes is a great a great movie from the late 70s uh bill murray and harold ramus uh i think john candy's in it the simpsons parody did it um of course <laughs> uh but yeah i just i think like ferris bueller's day off that's like mid 80s that's like mid 80s chicago that's how that's how i learned about that like the breakfast club the same deal but i don't know i think a lot of people are like that because i don't I'm not a big, like, reader of history. Like, I don't sit down and read, like, a textbook. I don't think anyone does. Anyone who's not a student doesn't just sit down and read a history textbook. But I suppose I did read uh, Al Michaels' uh, autobiography. That was a very, very interesting. He talked a lot about, well, because Al Michaels has been around for a long time. So he talked about the 60s, the 70s. But I think just for me like the visual like watching it in a movie and just connecting it to a story 
just like the visual aspect of it um, really gives me, I don't know, it just makes me think like, what would it be like to live at that time? That's what watching a movie from like the late seventies just, just makes me think like, I think that's what it's supposed to do. It's just supposed to put you in the shoes of one of the characters, one of the main characters. Um, yeah, it just makes you think, what would it be like to, to live in Chicago in 1986? Like, to be to be Ferris Bueller, oh my! To just go in the middle of a parade and just sing the Beatles, uh, to sneak into didn't they sneak into the Cubs game? Um, yeah, they snuck in everywhere. That's Ferris Bueller. Gosh, my favorite. I can think I can say definitively, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is my favorite movie of all time. Like it's a, I love it. I've talked about it a ton, obviously. The loyal, the. Uh, Loyal members of the Milky Way, <laughs> the milk, the Milky Way of starfishes. What is what I'm calling y'all? You know, you know that you guys know that, of course, so because because we talked about it in past episodes. Milky Way of the Milky Way of starfishes. So, um, yes, what was I just saying? I said I was gonna circle back around to Adam Carolla and his monorail show. Why would I say his show is a monorail? Um, yeah, like I was saying, there's commercial breaks. He does live reads. So like each commercial break is like a stop. That's every time the monorail stops to let people off and uh, let people get on. Um, it, it feels like his show is very good for people. Like, I don't know. It's it's a very good like driving show. Like I don't personally, I don't listen to podcasts when I'm driving. But I could definitely picture listening to like Adam Kroll. I don't know. But at the same time, while, while it is a driving show. You you have to listen to all the ads then. You can't you can't fast forward through it like through them while you're driving. So it's a little tit for tat there. But um yeah, I, I see it as a monorail, just cause mainly for the stops thing. I like that I like that metaphor. Let's just do and what what do I want what do I want my show? <laughs> what was I trying to say there? Sorry. <laughs> I felt like I was trying to say like eight do you ever feel like you're trying to say eight different words at once? <laughs> that's, that's what I just did right there I was just trying to say a bunch of different words at once um, no I was saying what do I want to make my show what do I want A Star is Born what vehicle would I like it to be hmm I think that's like something that I mean it's too early it's too early to decide it's not something you decide it's something that is decided like by nature like the by the nature of the show it just kind of I think it kind of like reveals itself. So I think that's something to, we'll keep an eye, we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, keep an ear out for it. Um, wow. I love it. This has been fun. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a long intro. Let's talk about Tom Cruise. Still, I'm still under the gazebo right now. About to walk home. About to walk back to the apartment right now in uh, soggy Pullman, Washington. But let's just get into it without further ado. Um... T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Tom Cruise, baby. How you doing?